Can the Bible help me discover truth and godly principles? And uh, I firmly believe, yes, that is our topic discussion for this evening. And uh, if you ask my opinion about it, I would tell you yes. And the reason I'm telling you that yes is this is where I do my studying, where I find my guidance in my life. I find the truth of of godly principles and the truth of who I am and where I'm heading to with inside the Bible. Right. Now, we need to clarify certain things. We need to clarify what type of truth is in the Bible. Because not that there's half-truths and old truths and all that, but what type of truth? Is there scientific fact in the Bible? And to that I would say there's probably not scientific fact. Uh, scientific fact in the sense that uh, what elements are in the ground, uh, what elements are in the air, stuff like that you would probably not find in the Bible. Uh, Does that make the Bible inaccurate? Of course not. That was not the purpose of the Bible. The Bible never stated, or the readers or the believers of the Bible never stated that it was a scientific document. The Bible is not a scientific document. It's a guide on how to live, on what to believe, and and who you are, and the most fundamental questions each person should be able to answer and understand. Now, there's difference between that and there's a difference between the fundamental questions you ask yourself and the fundamental questions that's been asked of you and that's been asked of nature. We do need to understand that. And what I mean when I say we do need to understand that is that whether we are spinning around the sun or the sun is spinning around us, that would probably have no effect on whether I'm depressed. Um, whether the earth is flat or round or square-shaped or sphere-shaped or pear-shaped, whatever the case might be, again, would not have that massive uh, amount of influence on why I don't feel good enough. Right. Now, your wanderings in these conspiracy theories, I've noticed that a lot of people that are stuck in conspiracy theories and conspiracy half-truths or whatever the case might be, do not necessarily feel um, appreciated. They do not necessarily feel truthful. They do not necessarily feel uh, not depressed, happy, excited about life. Right. So let's put that out there. And it's not cause of the conspiracy theories. It might just be cause of wasted energy. So... Why, what type of truth do we find in the Bible? The type of truth that we do find in the Bible is who you are, why you were created, and why God is letting the earth go the way that it is. That is the truth that we find in the Bible. That is something that uh, I might be wrong, but certain people call it metaphysics. It is a lot more psychological. Now, we believe that we are the top of the food chain as humans. Therefore, our emotions would then obviously be that which is addressed in the Bible. Now, does the Bible consider itself with no science but only with ethics? No, of course not, because ethics is also, a lot of ethics is also science. Um, When we talk about science in the modern day understanding of it, we do need it. To understand, we do need to clarify that we are talking about the natural sciences, stuff like why the, or how the earth was created, how long did it take the earth to look the way that it does, stuff like that, right? That are the natural sciences that you won't necessarily find in the Bible, but you would find certain sciences in the Bible. Psychology, you find a lot in the Bible. Uh, anthropology, you would find in the Bible. Uh, why people would uh, live the way that they do and make the decisions 
decisions that we do uh, that you also find in the Bible. Godly principles is also obviously numerous in the Bible. Uh, there's, there's laws in the Old Testament, then you get prophets and how the laws should be applied, and then you go actually to the book of Micah that says the most fundamental thing that persons should do is um, do mercy, live justly, and walk humbly before the Lord your God. Right? That's, that's the whole law in, in one sentence. Then Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. That's the whole law in one sentence. Not all this, uh, should I smoke, should I not smoke, should I drink, should I not drink. Those things, you can obviously, you can determine them systematically from the Bible. But the principles is, is that what you do loving towards God and towards other people? And that is the fundamentals that we find in the Bible. That are, those are the godly principles that we can find in the Bible. If you study your Bible and you read your Bible, you will notice there's godly principles. That You would notice that there's certain things in your life that won't make you feel good. And the reason they won't make you feel good is they don't bring lasting happiness. And we see that in the Bible. Seeking God on the other hand would bring lasting happiness. And again, also something that you would find in the Bible. Entertainment media has a lot of tropes. And in particular, when we're talking about um, Hollywood, right, in terms of series, films or mini series, you always get this thing where the hero is trying to save someone who has been infected by some kind of virus and they need an antidote in order to not only kill the virus or the infection, but also to reverse the damage that has been caused by that whatever virus they might have been infected with. Um, and you always get the sense of relief as the audience member as you're watching. This usually happens in films that are based on science fiction, right? You usually get the sense of relief when you start to see the the, the, the victim having the, 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 the damage that's been caused to their body begin to reverse and you see their body begin to recover. But unfortunately, in the real world, it doesn't work that way. We all know that even if... After you've been bitten and you, you get infected by some kind of virus, we know and understand that these things take time to heal. Even if you've been given an antivirus, even if you've gone to the doctor and received medication. Now, in our, in our covering of the topic of truth versus conspiracy uh, or conspiracy culture, what I, I would like us to think of the idea of conspiracies as being a virus that infects us and the people around us that we love and care about. It infects them so much that even at dinner tables, you'll find them defending conspiracies and bringing them up and doing their utmost best to convince you of the fact that this conspiracy is true. And it inf influences them to such an extent that it even drives people away from their lives and they begin to live their lives in such a way that it accommodates this conspiracy and perpetuates the idea of this conspiracy. And the sad part is that on the other side, those who are, who are, are well, claimed to be part of the conspiracy, the drivers of the conspiracy, they're living their lives, right? 
They don't care about that one individual who believes that they exist. Uh, and, 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 and the point I'm trying to make here is that, unfortunately, conspiracies are like when a snake bites you and leaves a virus inside of you, or venom, rather, inside of you, and the venom begins to eat at you as an individual. Once the snake leaves you, it, it's going to take moments and it's forgotten about you. The virus stays inside of you, or the venom stays inside of you, and it begins to eat at you and this is what i believe happens to people who are infected by this idea of conspiracy culture you find that the virus enters their system which the virus being the whatever conspiracy it may be and then it begins to eat at them and they begin to take it and infect try their best to infect other people so that they become as obsessed as they are so that they become as disruptive as they become as so obsessed that they try to drag other people into this conspiracy and it shapes the way they think the content they consume um it just shapes the way that they speak um and and makes not only their lives but the lives of the people around them uncomfortable now just to give a little bit of context do remember that in in our talking about those who are infected by this virus of conspiracy culture we're not just talking about someone who finds conspiracies interesting someone who laughs them off or someone who spends a little bit of time allowing themselves to be entertained by conspiracies we're talking about this group of people that have a tendency to immerse themselves in these ideas of conspiracy right whenever they hear something like covid is not real or the government is trying to uh, manufacture whatever an AI to take over the human race or um, you know the the Illuminati is real the conversation we're having here is not to argue whether these conspiracies are true or not it's to talk about the health implications of allowing yourself to be infected by these ideas of conspiracy to a point that you will debate any individual who dares to disagree with you and you will treat them as though they they have no knowledge or they do not have as much knowledge as you and i'd like to propose the fact that if we're looking at conspiracy culture as being a, a a a venom a poison that infects you and begin to in and begins to deteriorate your body your life your mental health and things like that then we can look at the bible as being the antidote this is a very important point right the fact that the bible teaches you to separate truth from the uh, truth from these conspiracies because at the end of the day if we are honest with ourselves particularly us as believers we know and understand the fact that it doesn't matter what happens in the world. At the end of the day, God is not going to look at how many conspiracies you manage to unearth. He's going to look at how much of his word did you manage to hold true? Did you manage to live by? Right? The truth of his word, the principles of his word. How much time did you manage to spend uh, uh, fellowshipping with God through Christ? How much time did you manage to spend giving to the poor, being about your father's business, visiting the widows and the orphans, trying your best to be a person who is a person of servitude, serving your fellow brethren? How much time did you spend doing those things? I like to think of it as a parent who leaves the home and tells the their child, right, that when I come back, 
And let's say the parent is leaving for like, I mean, for argument's sake, three to six months. And it says, if you manage to look after this home, uh, do your chores, wash the dishes, pay the bills, I will send you money every month. If you manage to, to, to take care of this home that I'm leaving you with, in six months, I will come back and buy you whatever car you want. Let's say that car is a Tesla M, M3, for, for argument's sake, right? Um, let's say you're living in that fantastic world. Now, this, I would like to liken this to that child going on and obsessing over a conspiracy in the neighborhood that people in the neighborhood are trying to do this, 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 and that. I want you to think about how dumb it would be for that child to focus their attention on the conspiracies in their neighborhood to the point that they impact and influence and hinder their ability to actually be good stewards of the home that has been left to them to look after. Right. And that's exactly what how you know that someone is so immersed in conspiracies that they 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 come to a point of being not no longer being functional. Right. Some people. Right. And that's a very ex- those are very extreme cases. For the most part, you find that they, the conspiracies infect them and influence them to a point of them just not being able to keep and hold good conversations they always try to drag people to this place of arguments and this place of trying to convince them that this conspiracy is true but if you think about it they're not being good stewards of the friendships that they've been entrusted with they're not being good stewards of the relationships that the people around them have entrusted them with i would much rather work on the relationship that I have with my friends, with my partner, with uh, um, the people at work. I'd much rather establish a good relationship with them because when you have a relationship with a person and they've learned to trust you, it only takes minimal um, um, effort from you in order to convince them that something is dangerous and if they don't listen to you you don't have to force them and debate them at every gathering you have with them that's very unhealthy you cultivate relationships you build and grow relationships the only time that you end relationships is if they are uh, actively being detrimental towards you if you're starting to see that the relationships are now becoming harmful toxic keeping you from being able to live uh, your life as a son of God, as a child of God, being uh, keeping you away from being able to accomplish your work, being productive. That's when you walk away from relationships. You should never risk relationships uh, for the sake of a conspiracy that if we're all honest, you yourself don't even know that it's true. And if we spend our time focusing on the word, studying the word of God, reading and looking at what God has called us to do, it'll always give you guidance and teach you how to prioritize the things that matter. And over time, all the damage that the, 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 the virus or the infection or the venom has caused in your body, in your life, in your mental health will begin to be fixed. And this is why in the beginning I began by saying that all of this uh, rem- will not fix itself overnight. None of it will fix itself overnight. 
Oh, thank you, Lord. Um, it really makes me want to pray for you. And I do pray that in the name of Jesus, you would not allow yourself to be handcuffed by all the conspiracy ideas that exist within the world, but you would rather focus on building authentic relationships around you, holding the people that love you around you, holding them dear, holding the relationships that, are, that they allow you to have with them sacred, right? And remembering that no relationship is worth Uh, a sacrificing for the sake of an argument or for the sake of reinforcing that there is a conspiracy that exists. Think about that deeply.